0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito com. On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are going to be talking about the Jets since it's Jets Week. We're going to have a, have a little discussion about Michael Bennett and also a uh, little inspiration from Felger and Maz, But... Uh, look at Bill Belichick for the last three years as a GM and not necessarily a coach. It's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music.
1: Stack receivers, two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands. He has Wilson, quick throw. And it's It's good. Intercepting. intercepted. Malcolm Butler. Butler has it at the one. Malcolm Butler stepping in front of the throw. And the
0: Patriots can! with our uh, live show uh, we do have the podcast coming out and we're hoping all right ne- next week that w- hopefully we'll have a live YouTube show
1: yeah I mean it It was a little flustered you were flustered last night with the uh, YouTube then I said all right let, let's just do it tomorrow let's calm down a little bit and then today I have laptop problems um, yeah. so a little like, a little bit of taste of uh, my own medicine I guess um, yeah. but we're making it work. We'll make it work. We always try to at least. Pat, you're actually at school right now in a nice little studio. I, you're in a shoebox, but you you sound yeah. good. You sound good.
0: <laughs> yeah, they have a really nice studio here. A nice soundproof studio. It's got a window and everything. It's, uh, it's a nice It's a nice little setup. So uh, So they got me hooked up in here. For the day I got parent teacher conferences tonight. So you know I was like, well, we can't record, you know, Wednesday night. We're gonna record Thursday during the day. Uh it's, in, between, it's, in between I'm, I'm glad
1: you're meetings. uh I'm glad you're in a better mood today because I think it would have been a worse parent teacher conferences if you had them last it night. It would have been it's true.
0: <laughs> it it would have been so but um but anyways let's get into it. Uh, Jets week this week obviously you know we know what that means for Belichick. Belichick hates the Jets uh you know and and the Patriots hate the Jets and they're obviously on the road Monday night football primetime game. And, you know, the Patriots, you know, wiped the floor with the Jets last time. But this Jets team is a lot different than it was, you know, a few weeks ago when we played them. Darnold's obviously back. C.J. Mosley's now back on defense. So this team's going to be a lot different than the team they played a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, and, and you know, you saw Sam Darnold. He played pretty well versus Dallas. I mean... Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably the sole reason they won that game through, a nice dime to Robbie Anderson over the middle, was it like a 96-yard touchdown? Yeah. You know, that's huge, but I think the big the big pickup for them is uh, C.J. Mosley, great linebacker, covers the field well, sideline to sideline, um, usually pretty good over the middle of the field, like where the Patriots like to do their damage. Obviously, I'm a huge Jamal Adams guy. I think he's awesome and just wasting his yeah. talent over there. Um, I, I think he'd be a perfect Patriot. Another another story for another time. But yeah, I mean, I was on a Jets podcast this week and he was kind of, you know, not giving the Jets much credit and said, you know, this one's going to get out of hand. I, and I kind of said, hold the phone here. You know, it's a divisional game. Jets coming mm-hmm. off a big win versus Dallas. You know, a team that a, a, a lot of people thought after three weeks was maybe a Super Bowl favorite. You know, maybe we'll right. see them in the Super Bowl. They, they've obviously taken a little bit of a step back. They lost Amari Cooper earlier in that game. But um, the Patriots got to show up. I think this will be a lot uh, closer than than a lot of people think and, and definitely different from last time.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's a primetime game, you know, and so anytime you get those primetime divisional games, it's typically going to be, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a slugfest. Please Obviously, don't be
1: you know, Miami it's... from 20, 2017. <sighs> oh, that was probably one of the worst Patriots games I've ever watched. That was yeah, horrible. I
0: mean, you know what? I go back to – you talk about Miami. I go back to 2004. That team was disgusting, and they they played Monday Night Football down in Miami. Miami's wearing the aqua, those friggin' uh, no, not aqua, the uh, like the orange jerseys or whatever. Was that when Ronnie Brown
1: and Ricky Williams were running uh, Wildcat? That's when no, 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 that was at home.
0: That game was at home. That's the only game I've ever left early. I was so mad that game. Me and my dad got into this huge fight, and it was like it was bad. Uh, (laughs) but I was like, we're out of here, we're done with this. But no, that was 2004, man. They uh, they were. They were nasty. They had one loss. It was towards the end of the year. They were playing down in Miami, and they played terrible. Brady had, like, a, re- a horrible um, uh, strip sack for, uh, you know, fumble return for touchdown by Jason Taylor. It was just, like, it was an absolute mess. And so, you know, that's Miami. Miami's house of horrors. the Jets typically isn't that way. But, like you said, primetime game, the Jets actually look – they have a quarterback now. They won that game against, against the Cowboys. So it's, like, it's funny – all these people sit here and talk about, you know, the AFC is so bad and the Patriots are only good because the AFC is terrible. The Bills have the second-best record in the AFCs. Now, you can talk about the Bills not being a legit team and all this other stuff. That's fine. And obviously, like, I'm not going to say that the J- that the Bills are better than the Chiefs. Like, that's stupid. But my point is that they're 4-1. Their one loss came to the Patriots. So, like, they're a pretty good team, you know? And the Jets, although they're not a great team, they did just beat the Cowboys in Dallas. That game was in Dallas, wasn't it? No, it was home. It was home. Oh, it was home. Okay, but either way, so they beat they beat Dallas at home, but Dallas supposedly, you know, like you say, they were 3-0. and They were a Super Bowl favorite, you know, going into the fourth week of the season. Obviously, they've lost three in a row now, but, like, you know, everyone thought, oh, Dallas is a great team, and the Jets beat them, you know, and so it's yeah, like – Yeah, and and the I rest did
1: everything are, you know? they could to give them that game. They called right. two bogus pass interference calls yep. in the last couple minutes. And then Jason Garrett, he's just been—I mean, off-topic, but I'm prepared for three straight weeks. I mean, that two-point conversion call was miserable. Um, yeah. He kind of lost that team, but good win for the Jets. They're obviously going to come in. I, I think the Patriots have such an advantage with having those eleven days off. But kind of, kind of talking about the game. Josh Gordon's not there today. That—that's not good. Obviously, people say if you practice Wednesday for a Sunday game, you look good to play. If you don't, you don't, you don't look good to play. And obviously, he's not at practice today. Wasn't even there. So, I think you can kind of rule him out for this game. Philip Dorsett will be back. Um, So, I I think uh, it's a big game for Jacoby Myers. We saw a lot of great things from him last week versus the Giants. His ball skills are fantastic. Starting to get a little trust with Brady. I think this could be a little coming out party for Jacoby.
0: I agree with you. I do agree. I mean, at a certain point, too, like you don't have anyone else, you got to throw it to someone. And so, you know, I I think they're looking forward to Nikhil Harry getting back. But in the meantime, if Gordon's going to be out, the guy that's going to step in is going to have to be Myers. And yes, Dorsett is a good receiver, and I like Philip Dorsett. But we saw what happened when they tried to feature him, you know. And, and you know, you were, you had two receptions uh, on nine targets, so it's just it doesn't work. He's not. Yeah, because that to was be that was receiver.
1: the game in Buffalo when Edelman was banged up. They were kind of avoiding him. Right. Uh, didn't want to give him. So so Dorsett kind of got locked down a little bit. And you're yeah. right, he's a great complementary three four, but he's going to see an uptick in targets this week. Um, you know, we'll see how he does, but typically when he does, you know, see nine to 12 to 13 targets, it's not the same Philip Dorsett you see when you have Josh Gordon and Julian Edelman on the field, but But Hey, let's get into a little bit with, with obviously, I mean a little off topic and we'll get into the jets a little bit, uh, later on in the show, but, uh, some rumors swirling, obviously Jalen Ramsey was the first big name to drop for, for kind of the trade deadline coming up. I guess we can kind of go back and forth. I would love to see uh, Mohamed Sanu. I heard, you know, there's been rumors Atlanta is shopping him. The Patriots have had interest in him in the past, tried to, I believe, sign him uh, before he went to Atlanta and then maybe tried to trade for him. Whatever. Mm -hmm. They've been linked to him for a while. Obviously, a Rutgers kid, not a defensive back, obviously. But you know how Mm -hmm. Bill loves, if he does, he loves the Giants, but his second best love is, uh, second most love is is Rutgers football. 100%. we'll, We'll see who they go after. I think they're definitely in the market. Because you just don't know. I mean, you get Nikhil Harry back hopefully for the Baltimore game, but you know you don't really know. You don't really expect. You don't want to give him too too much of uh, of 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 targets. Just being a rookie and, and put too too much on his plate, if it makes sense.
0: Right. No, I agree, and I, I think that they're going to make a move somewhere. And I think this ties back into this ties into what we're going to be talking about a little bit later with, with Michael Bennett. But you know, I think they're going to have to make a move somewhere. And you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a receiver. Um, obviously, they bring in Ben Watson which was strange to me. It was bizarre that they cut him and then brought him back the weekly. I just, I don't get it. You know, it's not like they said, oh, you know, whatever. It's not like he wasn't saying, oh yeah, you know, it's no big deal. Like I'll be back or whatever. Like it seemed like he was done. Then they get, you know, they see Lacoste, they see his, they're like, mm, okay, we should probably bring Watson back. It's like, how do you not know that already? So,
1: Well, Lacoste anyways, went on IR was, this week, obviously. So that, that kind of opened up oh, that spot. Right.
0: No, I right. mean, it. but it's crazy
1: you know, with, <laughs> you know, with the tight ends. I mean, I, and I like, yeah. I like the I I think we've seen a little bit of spurts from him when he, but he just hasn't been healthy. Right. Um. And I think right. Watson can, can help. I mean, not, maybe not so much, maybe not so much in the passing game as Lacoste. I yeah. think he, he's a little more athletic, but just from a veteran and, and knowing the offense and being able to block a little bit better and obviously signed Tomlinson this week. Uh big kid, yeah. I believe he's six six, six seven, has seen a spurt with the Giants and Jets. Belichick noted today in his press conference, great blocker, big kid. Uh he's, you know, primarily here for the run game. So hopefully that can uh he can adjust quickly and we can kind of get that going.
0: Right. Well, yeah, you don't have a you don't have a fullback now. So and you gotta assume you're not gonna get a fullback back because Nikhil Harry's already practicing again. He's one person coming off IR. The other person coming – oh, you have to assume at least he's one person coming off IR. The other person coming off IR has got to be Isaiah Wynn. It's we got hope. It because, sure. you know, I mean, unless he's unless he's going to be done for the year somehow, you have to have him come off IR because you screwed at left tackle. So, But either way, you know, I just think – I think they're going to have to go after someone. Now, will it be a wide receiver? Maybe. Could it be a guy like Emmanuel Sanders? Could it be A.J. Green? Could it be Mohamed Sanu? Like, you know, who's going to be the guy they're going to go after? I don't know. I guess it just depends on who's available. I like AJ Green. I don't love AJ Green, but I like him. Um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he fits in with this offense enough is really my issue. I think Sanu or or a guy like Sanders is a better fit because they run all the routes. Sanu's obviously a bigger guy than Sanders is, but like catches you everything. Know, they, yeah, they run all the routes. They run across the middle. They they can play the boundary if you need them to. They do the things that you that the Patriots want them to do. They're versatile. And that's really, that's really a key for the Patriots is that they want their receivers to be versatile players. And so, you know, yes, I think they have to go out and get someone. Now, maybe they look at it and they say, okay, if Jacoby Myers can make can take like kind of the next step this week, and then they feel comfortable with kill Harry, and then you say, okay, like the hard part is that you don't get a chance. Like if Harry had been healthy at the beginning of the season, you would have had an opportunity to see what you have in those two guys. And if they can really carry the torch for you. The problem is, is that, is that, you know, we're going into week seven, the trade deadlines, week eight. So trade deadlines next, next week. So you're like, well, okay, well now we got to make a trade. So it's like, you, you don't have the opportunity to look at these guys and say, do we have enough, right? Can these guys be enough for us? Cause the, the trade deadlines already passed at that point. So it's like, you have to make that move before you really know, what you have and the same thing with Isaiah Wynn this year where it's like you had to let Trent Brown go because you weren't going to sign him for that much money but you didn't know if Isaiah Wynn was going to be able to carry the Twitter left tackle he played pretty well until so he got hurt and then you know you didn't have a backup but you had no choice because it's like well we committed to win and we have to make a decision before we're ready and now they're in that same situation where they probably kind of have to make a trade for wide receiver but if Harry and Myers can give them enough maybe they don't need to make that trade so it's like They were in a tough tough spot, I think.
1: Yeah, and then to your earlier point about Sanders and Sanu, they've been linked to both of them, like I said early on. I mean, they've been linked to Sanu, uh, probably a little bit more uh, Sanders. I mean, there was a report, obviously, they they went after him as a restricted free agent. I think if they gave him a little more change, it would have made it happen. They would have. But like you said, they fit their scheme better. I'm not an A.J. Green guy. He hasn't really played in a year coming off ankle surgery, 31, like something like high, like a $12 million cap hit. So who knows if they can even make that work. But like you said, yeah, it, it's tough with Harry because you don't know what he can give to you. You don't know what he can bring. You don't know how fast he's going to adjust. I mean, obviously, first round pick, is, the talent is there, but how well right. can he adjust? And, and like I said earlier, you don't want to give him too, too much on your plate, especially with a depleted wide receiver, wide receiving corpse. It, it, it's you don't want to just throw him into the fire. McDaniel said it in his press conference. You, you kind of have to work with what you got.
0: Right. No, that's true, and that's so. That's where they're at at this point. I mean, it's just like it is what it is, and there's 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 really nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. But again, you're gonna have to go out and make that move because you don't have a, really have a choice. And 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 so yes, you have to trade someone now. You know, Keenan Allen like isn't happy in in San Diego or well, LA, well, I guess. I mean, like Jesus Christ, that would be amazing. But you know, I mean, realistically, you're not looking at Keenan Allen. You're looking at you know one of those other guys. If we're being realistic.
1: Yeah. I, like I said earlier, it's, it's, it's a tough situation and you noted it too. They don't know. I mean, hopefully Gordon's okay. It, it's obviously doesn't look like it's anything major, but probably holding them out for precautionary reasons. Like let's be real, they can get by the jets without jet, uh, Josh Gordon and, and right. kind of probably, you know, expect like eight to 10, maybe six to six to eight targets for Myers, maybe a couple catches, but I mean, it's it's a lot on Edelman's plate and a lot on Dorset this week, and, and James White and Sonny Michelle. I mean, they they need to get the ball going with that run game, and I think getting Watson and bringing Tomlinson in is ultimately going to help because you know how they yeah. use their tight ends in that run game. Mm-hmm. They 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 really they need to block, and they haven't really had that. Izzo's been great. He's been not not great, but his, his availability has been uh, great, and obviously yeah. Belichick loves that. He's fine. he, he does his job but you're not going to get by and and get that run game going to what you want with Ryan Izzo as your starting tight end and seeing, you know, playing hundred percent of the snaps.
0: Right. Right. And that's, and that's really the point. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens to the offense. I think that, you know, there's some work to be done, but they do have some time to figure it out. You know, you get the jets this week, then you get Cleveland next week who looked like a really tough matchup at the beginning of the year. And and honestly, Cleveland looks like they stink at this point. So you know, we'll see what happens and then you get Baltimore and then you're on the bye. So um, you know, it's it's gonna be an interesting situation to kind of see how everything plays out. So uh, on the other side of the ball, and we're talking about trades, so on the other side of the ball is Michael Bennett. Now, Bennett obviously got suspended for this week. He had a uh, quote unquote philosophical difference with his position of coach. In other words, they got into a screaming match about him about him not playing enough. But, I don't want to get into a screaming
1: match at that's for sure. But I wouldn't <laughs> want to do it with Michael Bennett either. So
0: <laughs> That's true. I mean, so that's the thing, like so But, you know, for these two guys, you look at it and and you say, huh, okay." now what's going to happen with Bennett? Are they going to trade him? Are they going to ship him off? What are they going to do? And the hard part about Bennett is that he's a good player and they haven't used him a ton because they haven't really needed him. But if someone goes down, if you trade Bennett and get nothing back and someone goes down and you need that help on the on the defensive line and you just trade it away, you know, a solid depth player. Bennett's not a star anymore. He's not. But. I think in a big game, in a big situation, he can make a pretty solid play to to turn the tide a little bit. And so that's the type of thing. Now, is he going to replace Trey Flowers? No, no one thought he was going to. If anyone thought he was going to replace Trey Flowers, they're an idiot. But like, you know, I think for him, you look at him and say, you know, can he help out on the defensive line? He definitely can. And so you don't want to give him up for nothing. For me personally, I'm saying, why the hell are we trading him? We don't need to trade him. If you want to trade for a wide receiver, trade a trade a, a draft pick what do you think the the freaking the, the the Broncos want Michael Bennett what the hell are they gonna do with Michael Bennett that doesn't make any sense so they want the draft pick they don't want the player it doesn't matter so it's not like you know a straight up one for I saw like someone say oh you know a one for one deal you know uh, uh Emmanuel say oh no Mohamed Sanu oh yeah Mohamed Sanu for for Michael Bennett well what good does that do Atlanta sucks like what what good does Michael Bennett do to their defense like it doesn't makes zero difference for them. So it's like, it's not, it's not about the player. It's about getting draft picks to help them out. I don't see it. So to me, I say, hold on to him, Don't trade. Him.
1: And, and I agree with you to, to an extent and to play kind of devil's advocate here. If you want to, if you want to keep them and say, you know, kind of the guys that have been playing in his position with, uh, you know, Dietrich wise and Adam Butler, who have been, who have been great. I mean, you know, Butler's yeah. been an unsung hero for this defense, him along with guy and Shelton, you know, kind of as interior guys, but, um, with Bennett, is, is he going to be able to keep his cool? Is he going to be able to, you know, if, if, you know, push comes to shove and they need to give him, you know, Adam Butler teacher wise snaps, is he going to have them, you know, is he going to be able to control the mental aspect of it and be able to kind of turn it around right. and say, all right, let's go, let's play football. I mean, obviously being a veteran guy, it, it, it's, it's good that they're, it's good in a sense that they're kind of limiting his snaps. So they're not burning him out in, in a way, but you're right. I mean, bet, the Patriots have, are going to have around nine to 10 draft picks this year. Um, if you're going to go out and get a receiver, it's going to be for one of those, uh, you know, maybe a third, fourth rounder, depending on who you are getting.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially for one of these other guys, you know, it's like you, one of the guys that we're talking about, it's like those teams aren't competing. They're not. And, and the reason they're trading those guys is because they're not competing. Not to mention so the like, cap
1: hit, too. Like,
0: right. And that's the thing. It's like, and it's not huge, but it's enough for, it's like, what are we doing here? Why are we taking this guy on? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, to me. If you're trading Bennett, it's not for a wide receiver. You're trading Bennett for draft picks. And at that point, you're not giving him up for nothing, but you're essentially giving – you're not going to get anything close to, you know, what he can give you theoretically in the playoffs. And so that's the type of thing. Like, I would just sit him down and then say, look, I, I know you want to play. I get it. We, we understand. But, like, we're going to use you. We're just not using you right now. We need guys like Chase Winovich and guys like that to get reps. We need them to get reps. So they understand what the heck they're doing and you don't need the reps right now. You don't. And so, yeah, maybe you want to get your numbers up. So you, you know, you have an X amount of sacks and whatever. I get that, but like, we need you in the playoffs and like the playoff bump you're going to get is going to be a hell of a lot better from doing that. than if we trade you to some shit bum team who like, Oh great. You hit your, you know, you hit your, uh, your incentives. That's great. Good for you, except you're not playing in the playoffs. So it's like, you're going to get a playoff bonus. You're going to get a divisional bonus. You're going to get an AFC championship bonus. You're going to get a Super Bowl bonus. So shut your mouth and play in the playoffs and just be okay with it. I, don't, I just don't know why they can't do that. And, you know, Michael Bennett, it's just like, you know, he's had red flags in the past where it's been like he's done things where you're like, oh, it's really all about him, you know? And now it's like it's coming to fruition again where you're just like, man, it just it's just all about him. And it's so frustrating.
1: Yeah. And I mean, his stats aren't bad this year. I mean, the times he's played, obviously, his snap count has gone down each week. Obviously, he played three last week with, uh, ended up playing 11, but I think eight of those were in garbage time. Yeah. He's got, you know, two and a half sacks on the year for, for the amount of snaps he's played. That's not bad. I mean, but coming from a guy who's had, you know, anywhere between since, since, literally since 2012, he's had at least seven snaps in a year. And in, in uh, Seattle in 2016, he had five, but he actually got hurt that year. So you're looking right. at a guy who's used to getting seven, eight, you know, at least sacks a year coming into a system where, you know, man, you, you just don't have a spot. You know, it, right. it, it, a veteran guy on the outside looking in on this stack defense, like where, where do you expect to play? And I know it, I've been there as a player playing many sports. You want to play and and you, you feel that you can contribute, especially a guy like him, a star player in the league at right. one point and a star pass rusher it's tough for him to come in and, and kind of buy in, I guess, to that Patriot way where guys, you know, typically do a good job at. And, and you know, talking about the suspension, I've seen, you know, all oh, the, the Patriots are going to, this is going to ruin them. It's he's, he's It's all about him. He's going to, I mean, look what they did. They, they probably told him, Hey, go home for a week. Don't even be around here. Like kind of look yourself in the mirror moment. He hasn't been at practice all week. I don't think he's been around the facility. Um, I don't think so. You know, I, I hope, Like I said earlier, I hope he can kind of turn it around, kind of put his shut his mouth, put his head down and work, and then when his when his time's called, uh, to kind of you know, do the things he can do. Because I think you're you're right; he can help them when it when when need be. But I mean, you see these interior guys; they go down, uh, and the Patriots are luckily, knock on wood, for the for this whole year they've stayed healthy defensively, which is why they've been so good. You know, they're they're rotating 20 guys in. I mean, Belichick said when they talked about Bennett's snap count last week uh, on his press conference, he said, Name a defense in the league that rotates 20 20 plus guys in and out and doesn't really like anybody they put in, they can trust. But like I said, Adam Butler, Dietrich Wise, Winovich, they're just playing too good right now and and probably can give them a little bit more.
0: Right. Well, and Wise too, like, especially with a guy like him, like, he doesn't have any experience inside. And so Bennett's kind of flip flopped inside and outside in his career. So he's used to that. Wise has never done that before. So now you're asking why he's done done pretty well. And so, but again, you want to get him more snaps. So he's prepared for that. And I think like, you know, it's just, it's so silly. And so I'm just, I'm done with the Michael Bennett talk. I'm done with him talking. I want him to play. I think he's a good player. I think he can help them out. But if he won't shut his mouth and he won't get in line and he won't say, you know what? I understand it's for the best of the team. I am gonna play. I am gonna get some snaps. I understand. Like, I get it. He doesn't want to be benched the whole game. I understand that. He wants to at least be in the rotation. But like for now, when they're crushing teams and they're playing well, well, hey, let you know, let's get some guys in there that don't that you know that need the work, that need those reps. In-game speed. There's one thing in practice. Fine.
1: And another thing too, Pat, like, like reps are important. God forbid, God forbid Bennett goes down and you're you're not giving snaps to Winovich wise, like you said, inside out, with, I, which they're not used to. If Bennett goes down week 14 and you're playing him, you know, 70 80% of the time like he's used to, how the hell are you gonna gonna expect to throw Chase Winovich in there as a rookie in the playoff? And like, not not saying can't do it, but like they don't want to avoid that. They're getting no, them snaps 100%. now versus versus. Teams that they know they can beat. Like, do they really need Mike? They, with or without Michael Bennett? I mean, obviously without him, they're six and zero. But what what better right. can you do with Michael Bennett in this in in the defense right now with how good they played?
0: Come on. Right. No, it's, I agree. I agree. So, so we'll see. You know, like I said, I just hope he makes it through week eight and they don't trade him. But he just got to shut his damn mouth. <laughs> That's so. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do want to get into the kind of the last segment that we're doing today. Obviously, we don't have a guest, as you may have noticed. Um, you know, but we we wanted to kind of rip it old school here, and uh, if we do get a live show out, it'll probably be just us again next week. But you never know; we never guess on that for that. But you never know. So, um, but anyways, the last thing we wanted to do was talk about Belichick as the GM the last three years, especially. And uh, you know, you can go back to 2016. Obviously, won the Super Bowl in 2016. Made some solid moves. Brought in, you know, uh, brought in Kyle Van Noy, and has done some different things. Now, it's drafting, but now that's 2016. Since 2017 his drafting has been, I would say, subpar. You can look at it and just say, you know, it's just not, yeah, it's it, it's not what you're looking for. And really it's just, and they didn't have a lot of picks in 2017. So I get the 2017, they didn't have a ton of picks, but like it, it's just, it's not great. It's not great. They only have, they had four picks. And so, you know, Rivers, who did nothing, and Tony garcia is gone. And Wise, who we talked about. And I think Wise is okay. He's not great, but he's okay. He fourth round pick. He's fine. Um good for a fourth
1: rounder for the value. I'll give you that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so, but you know, it's it, you just you're not getting enough out of him. Now, like again, then you get to 2018 and you say, Okay, all right. 2018, Isaiah win, IR. Now he's hard again. IR again. He hopefully he's coming back. Sonny Michelle, I thought played pretty well last year, right? Looking oh, yeah. like a good running back, pretty well. He, he ran them to a Super Bowl title. Come on, he, you know he's just, but he's not. He's not Saquon Barkley. He's good. He's fine. And but the other thing is too, Nick
1: Barkley. Nick Chubb was on the board there too. And and who knows if he fits that scheme and the what type of runner the that they like? I mean, Sonny's good at, in inside the tackles and can get. You know, I I like him to get outside, but he, like he's a one cut runner. Like that. That's right. just Sonny Michelle, and he's fine. I'm a Sonny guy. I like him, and he. What they've given I mean, to him, great. I mean, like, no, it's fine when you mix him in, when you mix him in with white, he, you know, I'll, I'll take it.
0: Right. No, good point. And then uh, Juwan Bentley is really the only other, other, uh, other name out there, which, you know, again, IR last year was wearing the green dot for a little while last year and has played pretty darn well this year too. So looks like he's going to be a key piece for that linebacking core. And listen, you can, you can poo-poo it all you want and say, Oh, you know, he's a, but it's a pretty good pick in the fifth round to get a rotational, um to get a Special rotational linebackers. Backers? Pretty good, pretty good pick. So, um, so I like that one. And then, you know, obviously you got guys like Keon Crossan and Braxton Barrios and Danny Etling, and then Izzo was seventh round pick as well. So, like, you know, and then, uh, Duke Dawson, Yeesh. yeah, but, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, uh, which by the way, Duke Dawson's the, uh, I believe the first player that Belichick drafted in the first or second round that didn't make it to the second season. So it was cut or t- traded before his second season, which is like that's saying something. Um, and then this year, obviously, you know, it's way too early to tell. But Nikhil Harry, like, looked like a player in preseason, but that's preseason. Jawan Williams has been fine. Chase Winovich looks like a player. He I looks mean, like Williams hasn't
1: even played, man. really. But we I mean, where are you gonna, that. Williams, where are you gonna play? I mean, play that's him?
0: the thing. Their, their secondary is, rid- is ridiculous. So, like, you can't blame Jawan Williams when I'm playing, you know. Winovich is a good, Yep, And Brian Coward, too, same type of thing. Like, yep. he looked really good in the preseason. Fought his way on for a spot, but like, I mean, Michael Ben is not getting run. Byron Coward, Byron Coward is certainly not getting run. So it's like one of those things where it's, you know, in the Jake Bailey pick, although it's awesome. a punter.
1: I mean, Come like you offensive yeah offensive for for the Patriots right now. It's, I mean, I guess you could argue with uh, Winovich, he might be the <laughs> rookie of the year, dude. I mean, I know, I know. they haven't really got into any battles with you know, certain field positions, but like, he's
0: been great. He's been great. He's been unbelievable. And he's been pinning guys deep and he's been punting. I mean, it's like, it's crazy. And and it's so funny because I said, I wasn't going to do it. I said, I wasn't going to do it. I said, you know, when, when they cut Zoltan Mesko, I was so mad that they cut him for some bum Ryan Allen. And I was so upset. And then Ryan Allen comes in as like the best punter in the league for a few years. And I was like, all right, I'm never questioning Belichick again, especially when it comes to special teams. And then. He cuts Ryan Allen. I'm like, oh, you, you gotta be kidding me. What are you doing? And then, you know, of course, he's right. And Ryan Allen is still a free agent. So it's like, you know, I, I don't know how the hell he does it because he's Bill Belichick, but it's just it's unbelievable. And so, you know, that although the drafts haven't been great, there's been a few guys here and there. Now, are they have they been any like superstars? We don't know. Probably not. But like, you know, they're not drafting superstars. They're not drafting in the superstar realm for the most part. You know what I mean? They're drafting those guys that they want to be rotational guys, you know? And so could Nikhil Harry be that guy? Maybe. You know, could, uh, could Isaiah Wynn be the left tackle of the future? Maybe. And if that's the case, then those are big hits on those two guys, you know, beyond that. It's a little, it's a little barren, but 2017, man, you go back to 2017 about the, about the free agent class. I mean, you know, forget about the draft class for a second, but the free agent class with Stefan Gilmore, and Lawrence Guy. Like, I mean, and traded really and traded a first trade. round
1: pick for Brandon Cooks, who had a thousand yards.
0: Traded the first round pick for Brandon Cooks. Yep. And then re signed onto Hightower and re signed Jerome Harmon. I mean, talk about a big offseason. That's a big off season because oh, they awesome. get a Super Bowl. They're still really core
1: hard. guys, core guys right now. I mean, obviously, Cooks right? is gone. And that, that's the but thing. But they flipped you know? Cooks for win, and who so, could be a player.
0: Right. Right. And, you know, so we'll see what happens there. But I mean, like, you know, it was the right move to get Cooks. It was the right move. Like they hit all the, they hit on all those moves. They also let Logan Ryan walk. They let Gary Blunt walk, and they let Chris Long, Chris Long walk. And so those and they three signed, ones signed too. Burkhead too, right? Signed Burkhead. They signed Burkhead. Yep, they yep. signed Burkhead as well. So, so it's like you know, you're happy with those moves. You know, like I'm, I'm fairly happy with those moves. And so you look at it and say, all right, you know, pretty good. Pretty good by the Patriots, right? And so, well, anyways, pretty good is kind of underselling it when you when you have a guy like Stefan Gilmore and Lawrence Guy. And again, Guy, good player. Like maybe you say, well, he's not the best player, which he may not be. But the fact is, is that like he is still for the Patriots has been great and for the amount of money they spent on him has really been great as well. And so you look at it and say, okay, fine. Also in 2017, undrafted free agent. Adam Butler like crushed that one, right? And so you say, okay, great. Adam Butler too, like add another one under the mix. And I know he's not in the he's not in the draft class, but like, wow, like what a solid pick by the, by them. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so you know we'll see. But that's that's 2017. I mean that's that's a pretty darn good season oh, for yeah. 2017. That's led them into where they are, right?
1: Yeah. And then you go into 2018, which you'll get into, and another undrafted. JC Jackson. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. And that's so that's the other part of it where you're like, okay, the draft wasn't great, but the undrafted free agents, you get a guy like JC Jackson, I mean, that's legit, you know? And and so, you know, he started as a rookie, as a rookie undrafted free agent and played well. So, you know, now you're you're talking about relying on him, and then in the defensive backfield again, you trade for J Mac, who has been a solid contributor for the for them basically since he came right and then you get a guy like Danny Shelton and you get and listen I know Cordell Patterson I get it okay Cordell Patterson like you can have all the complaints about him that you want he's not a great player but like for what he was able to bring them it's pretty good it's pretty good signing by them. I think did you name you know? did you
1: name Stefan Gilmore in 2017 I hope you did
0: bro we talked about yeah I mentioned it like six times okay good <laughs> you okay with it?
1: I, yeah I'm okay I'm fine I lot I lot I lo- yeah I'm making sure I don't want to get the bat, the, the heat on. No, uh, no, no. Like, I got you. Ever no, 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 no. That's the best signing in a worry. long, long time by Belichick. I mean, that's,
0: and Even the thing Kong. is too is Even that you look at right, and you look at too like how much he paid for him, and everyone's like, oh my god. Like I was looking at a, I was looking at a, just doing research for this, looking at a Bleacher Report article from 2017, and one of the mistakes that they said they made was giving Gilmore 40 million dollars guaranteed, and I'm like, dude, like
1: it was the highest yeah, defensive I mean, looked, player Belichick had ever paid.
0: Gilmore, yeah, and it's and he's worth, worth every, every single penny. penny. Yeah, and now you look at the money that's getting thrown around at that position, and you're like, Gilmore's underpaid. All of a sudden, you know, like nine, it's nine. it's crazy. He's
1: that got nine ties, cornerback,
0: and and you know he's he's you know you can argue about him being number one. I think he's number one. You can argue about it, but if you say he's outside the top ten, you're an idiot. So it's like, you know, you're getting at least at least market value, if not better. So um so there's that and obviously in 2018 too uh is the Trent Brown trade and you know they they crush that trade and obviously they lose him in free agency this off season but they they crushed that Trent Brown trade they let Nate Soldier walk and they trade for Trent Brown uh and draft um and draft Isaiah Win at the same time so they they had a lot of they had a lot of stuff going on there to let Malcolm Butler walk as well in 2018 so they get two third round picks back for them it, it, it's you know the, the the picks are nuts so Uh, One thing that we forgot to mention about 2017, I gotta go back to this. Jimmy G, they trade Jimmy G in the middle of the season. Uh, They traded Jacoby Brissett at the beginning of the season uh, for uh, Philip Dorsett. And then they trade Jimmy G in the middle of the season to San Francisco for a second round pick. People say they didn't get enough, okay? And you can believe that, and that's okay. It's okay for you to believe that they didn't get enough. You're wrong, but it's okay for you to believe that. Um, The thing is, is that, you weren't getting any higher than a second round pick you just weren't it just that's that's just the facts and and here's the reason why okay if we're being honest about it let's just be honest about it for a second he was a, he was on it was an expiring contract and he was an unproven a, a fairly unproven player you knew that he was pretty good but were you going to give up a first round pick for him and then pay him a ton of money after one season, like, I don't know. Now, San Francisco obviously went undefeated with him. They felt like he was the guy. Are they starting to question that now? I don't know. Like, he's he's played pretty well. He's played pretty good. So does it seem like they made it the right move? Does seem like they made the right move. Now, last year, did it seem that way? Well, he struggled a little bit. Then he got hurt. So it's like, who knows? We'll see if he can last a full year because that was his MO with the Patriots. But to me, and the one they always come back to is the, is the, is the Browns. And the Browns one just, just drives me up a wall because – Sashi Brown was the GM of the Browns. Sashi Brown had the number two pick, traded out of it instead of drafting Carson Wentz. Okay, He had the number 10 pick. He traded out of that pick instead of drafting Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. So you're Uh, telling me that this guy traded traded first-round picks instead of drafting Carson Wentz on on a rookie deal, drafting Deshaun Watson on a rookie deal, or drafting Patrick Mahomes on a rookie deal. But the same guy is going to trade a first-round pick to the Patriots for an un- another unproven quarterback on the last year of his deal who he's going to have to give big money to. It, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. About. There's no chance he was going to make that trade. And so, yes, I agree. Jimmy G gets traded, then he gets fired, and he says, well, of course I would have traded that pick. Well, of course he's going to say that because he'll say that. but. Th- the history, you look at the history and say there was a 0% chance he was ever going to make that trade based on his history. And if he did, if I'm a Browns fan, I would have been pissed. There was You had four years of control with a guy like Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, or Carson Wentz. And instead, you traded a high first-round pick for Jimmy G, who we had to pay a ton of money to and now can't rebuild. Like, what are we doing?
1: Yeah, you're
0: right. <laughs> Anyways, I just had to rant there. Hat I'm sorry. Rant.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get into 2018, will you? 2018 and 2019.
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's go. To, let's let's flash forward to 2019. We did 18 uh, again. 18. They win the Super Bowl. Like there's not much you can question. I mean, they crushed it. Right. They crushed it. They, you know, and they have another few, uh, few picks. Um, Albert McClellan, they pick up who ends up blocking two punts in the game. And, you know, does a few different things. Role players. Nobody huge during the season. Then you get to 2019. And they they obviously make the trade for Bennett. They re sign two guys that were former Patriots players, Brandon Bolden and Jamie Collins. Who have been awesome. Uh, awesome. Who have been Wait, fantastic. Dude, been I mean, fantastic. even about
1: Bolden, man, I mean, everyone looks at him as a special teamer. Look what he's done to the offense. Yep. Yep. He's kind of filling from a from a from like a short yardage back. He's like a mini LeGarrette Blount. Like, you can yeah. hand him the ball on the 2-1. He's going to get his way in. Mm-hmm. And he's caught some passes. He caught it. Couple, uh, you caught that beautiful ball, um, in Washington. A little uh, wheel route, yeah. beat a linebacker one on one, and then caught a couple screens last week to the Giants. He's he's nifty, and I think Belichick wanted to keep him last year, but just didn't have the roster spot. And then obviously ended up in Miami, and he torched him. And he was like, "I gotta yeah. get this guy Back, <laughs> awesome. Jamie Collins, talk about one of the best free agent signings in Belichick, maybe in ten years. Is Stefan Gilmore, obviously, but you kind of have one A, one B with how the way Jamie Collins, he might be like right now, you can make an argument for both of them being defensive player of the year.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. That's crazy. And you're right. And it's just like they both played so damn well. And you're talking about, you know, the best offense in football and you know the two best players in the best offense in football. Arguably. Now, again, hightower, I, I think hightower is high on that list because he makes everything flow, but Collins is just a freak athlete and they've they've allowed him to do what he wants. And they've just kind of set him loose. And, you know, he plays with a little more maturity, but he also plays with that, like kind of his hair on fire, like he like he did before. And they just they let him go as opposed to pulling him back in. And it's been, it's been so successful.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's the so, X factor of that defense, like you said, high tower, uh, kind of makes it all work. He's great at yep. his position, leader out there. Uh, might not have the, the 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 bounce he's got early in his career, but he's still uh, like a top linebacker in the league. Jamie Collins, though, I mean, like I said, Defensive Player of the Year. He got my vote. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, we're going to do third-round picks for Flowers and Brown. So this is the thing is that they're letting these guys walk, and even though they're letting them walk in free agency, it's really kind of like a trade. Like, they're trading them for third-round picks the next year. And remember now, those comp picks can be traded. So now you're getting more picks in that you can get trade. It's just this is what Belichick does. He he stocks piles those pi- those picks and and you know really places a lot of value in them. Now the one more one more deal from 2019 we got to talk about is Antonio Brown, and people will say it's a miss. People will say it's a terrible move that he made it and, uh, you know, it was a bad decision at the time. He and still went out and a got a top
1: receiver. He still went out and got him. I, I know the whole thing, right. start, you know, he's not playing now and it's kinda against the cap and he played one game and obviously everything that came out with it. But, like, if you just look at it from a football perspective, he went out and got arguably the top receiver in the NFL. Granted, obviously the right. stuff – that happened in Oakland made him available, but still like he, he went out and got him. I mean, I think Antonio wanted to be here too, obviously, but still like Belichick went, got him, paid him the money that he wanted to get enough to get him here.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, and and, you know, you can't blame Belichick for Antonio Brown being a moron. You can't. Right. And, And you can say, Hey, listen, we talked to him and said, if you screw up, you're gone. Right. And he did. And then he torches the owner. And so people are still saying that he's going to come back. I, I, I'll i tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. We're talking about the live stream on YouTube. I will live stream me eating my hat, okay, if, if, if Antonio Brown comes back. There's no way. There's no chance. There's a 0% chance that he comes back to the Patriots because not only does he have all this other crap hanging over his head, but as soon as he left, he torched the owner. He torched the team. So, like, it's like, that's it. It's done. It's done. You're gonna say that stuff about craft. You're gonna talk about that stuff with craft. There's no chance that he's coming back. No chance. I'm saying it right now, 100% definitively. There is a zero percent chance. And I, listen, eating my hat doesn't seem doesn't seem probable. So I I don't know. I'll do something. I'll do something uh, on the uh, on the on the live stream. I I don't know. I'll let you guys choose if that's if that's what happens. I honestly don't care because it doesn't matter. They're not recycling.
1: Yeah, I mean that's another question for another time, right? I mean, all the all the legal stuff's got to work out, but still, I mean, looking at it from an acquisition perspective, he went out, like I said, went out and got the top receiver in football, uh, paid him the money that he wanted, obviously enough to get here. You know, you know, Antonio Brown likes his money clearly,
0: so. <laughs> right, right, and now, so the only thing now we talk about Belichick, and I just want to kind of wrap up our Belichick conversation. He's obviously done a great job in the last few years, clearly, right? That's that uh, should go without saying. You see the guys he brings in, but here's the concern, okay? Here's the concern. The concern is he's missed on a lot of draft picks, right? You have Juwan Bentley and you have Dietrich Wise and maybe you have Isaiah Wynn, and maybe you have Sony Michelle and you know maybe you have Chase Winovich and maybe there's some guys that you know that contribute from this draft as well. But you know it's an old, old team. The Patriots are an old team and the defense is pretty old now there are some young guys like jonathan jones and like jc jackson but you know for the most part this is a little bit of an older team and if you're not drafting those young guys to come in and replace them it's going to be awfully difficult to hold this together for more than a few more years so although belichick has been great in the last few years as he always is right and I say always is as like, you know, I know he's had a few down years here and there, maybe 2011. You could talk about 2006 if you, you know, if you really splitting hairs about things and you don't like that team. But I think that, you know, even though they're he's done a great job and they are still obviously, in my opinion, the best team, you know, in the league, certainly the best defense, in the league. The young guys have to replace these guys and they're not coming through the draft. And so they've had some guys in, in, in under the free agency, which is great but you have to hit on more guys in the draft if you're going to be consistently good for a long period of time, which obviously they want to
1: do. I mean, and and he could even like, he could continue to do this, right? I mean, just stockpile picks and go out and get guys. And, but I mean, it, the secret's out basically. I know it's, uh, right. I know it's tough, but um we've learned for two decades now to never, never doubt this guy. So um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> let's focus on the now they're frigging loaded and uh, yeah. let, let's keep it going, but but I mean, we talked about it. The, the last three years have um, really, really his his moves have created dynasty 2.0. Right,
0: it's true, it's true. And so it's uh you know it's a lot, and you can you can go all the way back to 2014 with Revis and Browner, and you know, and kind of changing the way the defensive play has played, and and you know, and it's going to continue on from there. And and I know that you know he has a vision in mind, and you talk about I think 2017 isn't fair to judge him on. Because, you know, they lost the first round pick, but also, I'm sorry, there was the first round pick yeah in 2017, right? But I think the big thing for that, or maybe it was 2017, it was the first round pick. Either way, um, you know, I look at it and I just say, you know, he's not, he obviously didn't like that draft. He had the he he could have drafted and he decided against it. And so I think that, you know, for me, he didn't like the draft. He traded out of it. And so you say, okay, that's a judgment call by him, but still you know, I'm looking for those young guys to come in and replace, and I don't know where they're coming from. And so that's my concern long-term. Right now, I'm not worried. I mean, he's killed it long-term. But, you know, Gilmore's up there. McCourty's are up there. Harmon is up there. Collins is 30. Towers Hightower. up there. So it's like, you know, and that's the thing. Like, so all these guys are great players, but they're in their 30s now. And so it's like, yeah, it might be 30 or 31, but even still in the next few years, they're going to start to decline in the next few years. They're not all going to be Tom Brady and play to 42. And so that's, you know, or 45 or whatever, whatever Brady okay, plays until. Hope, but, you know, that's – We can <laughs> – <that. We> <laughs> So, but, you know, but anyways, but like you said, that's long-term. I know we'll focus on this year, but as Patriots fans, I feel like we should always be looking towards the future even though we're looking at the present. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of the way – that's kind of the way I approach it at least. So, uh, So anyways, I think that's it. I think that's all we got, right? We went for a while today. Uh, yeah. and it was fun. It was just me and you. That's nice, a little throwback. That's a little, Pat's little rants. throwback episode. Gonna, uh, <laughs> I had to get, uh, had to get on a few rants, to, uh, man. I have
1: to implement a uh, segment into that when we're going uh, one-on-one here. I,
0: I'm down. I'm down with Pat's rants. I'm cool with that. So, But uh, listen, thanks for listening, guys. We are hoping that next week we do have a live show for you. That I think that'd be really cool. Um, you know, if we if we ended up doing something like that, that's what we're going to try to do and so i think uh you know we'll try to implement that if we do it every week maybe not but we're going to try to do it at least a few times and i know spags you're you're kind of the the content creator over there with some cool videos and stuff so you might be uploading some videos out of there so if you don't already subscribe uh to the youtube channel make sure you try to get out there and do that we're gonna have some content coming for you soon uh and we're gonna try to get you know i I just think it's all about fan interaction for us so like the live shows are a way for us to kind of interact with you in real time as the podcast is going on, where we can answer questions and have conversations and do things like that. So that's what I'm excited about for it. Um, you know, obviously you see in my mug, you know, I mean, whatever. That's not, you know, I'm not setting the internet on fire or anything like that with my face, but you know, it's it's about the conversation. So that's uh, that's what I'm that's what I'm looking forward to. So, anyways, we'll uh, enjoy the game and listen, we got another Sunday without Patriots football, which you know makes it a very long Sunday, but also you can enjoy all the games on Sunday without having to worry about the Patriots playing. And then the Patriots play Monday night. Then you get geared up for that. You get out to the bar. You do something else. You know, have some fun with your buddies. So it should be a lot of fun. So anyways, thanks a lot for listening, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com.